when you're sick and you get a diagnosis or you're dying or you could die, none of the accomplishments matter, guys. None of them, I'm telling you. All I thought about was, oh my God, why did I run myself into the ground? Why did I tell my mom I didn't have time to talk because I was busy emailing somebody? Why did I, why did I, why did I? What really matters is being present with your friends, with your family, with whatever you're doing. What matters is how much you give back. Hey, girl bosses. In today's episode, we're sharing an interview with Emmy award-winning journalist, New York Times bestselling author, actress, entrepreneur, MMA fighter, and most recently podcast host, Maria Menounos. This episode was recorded live in front of an audience at the Girl Boss Rally in 2019. We're sharing this episode now in light of the anxiety and uncertainty of 2020. As Maria says, getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we do it together. Every week, her podcast, Better Together, brings the world's leading experts, influential celebrities, and game changers to share tips on how to get better in all areas of life. In today's conversation with Sophia, Maria gets candid about how she dealt with success at a young age, her brain tumor, and living your best life while you can. She talks about the importance of putting our health first and takes us through the routines, hobbies, and spiritual mindsets that keep her going every day. Ready for a dose of inspiration? Here's Maria's conversation with Sophia. Hi, guys. It's been a long day. You still have energy? You good? So many, so many amazing speakers here. I'm so, so lucky to sit here with you, Maria. And we've sat together before. We've both been on each other's podcasts. So... I'm sure you guys know who Maria is. She's an actress, an Emmy Award-winning journalist, a best-selling author, and the founder and CEO of AfterBuzz, which happens to be one of the world's largest digital broadcast networks. And Maria is a host. You've worked for some of the biggest shows out there, including E! News, Entertainment Tonight, and The Today Show. And as a journalist, you've had sit-down interviews with every US president since Bill Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's not here today. I'm sorry. He couldn't make it. Um, (laughs) What people may not know here today is that you also had a major health scare that really shifted your perspective in life and work. And I want to talk just a little bit about that. And that's this afternoon. We're here to talk about that and the lessons that you've learned about protecting both your mental and physical health while balancing an incredibly rewarding career. So, Maria, thank you so much for being here. (laughs) Something I ask everyone who comes on Girlboss Radio and something that everyone here is super curious about because we all have a beginning and we look at women like you who have had such storied careers. Mm -hmm. We all had our start. Yep. What was your first job? Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Did you dunk them? (laughs) I actually made the donuts. Cool. I did. I made the donuts. I made the muffins. Um, I got bigger and bigger every year because of it. I worked there for six years. Because I worked at a donut shop in Seattle called Top Pot. Who's at her Top Pot? Pretty good. So it was the one on Capitol Hill on Summit. Um, And you work, I worked overnight making donuts. Did you do the thing where there's like a little wiener with a hole 
and then you stick the donut on it and you use this paddle and you push on the paddle and stuff squirts into the donut. Oh! It's so disgusting. No, I had like, I had the containers with like the jelly or the Bavarian cream or whatever and you just stab the donut and the cream With the inserts. little thing that has like, a hole. Like the little penis. It's really weird. And then you Super insert weird. the donut and Someone then Someone here, anyone here ever worked happens. at a donut shop? No other donut shop? One! Ever? Yes! You should be up here with us today. <clears throat> um, okay, so you've made it really far since yeah. your time at Dunkin' Donuts, yep. which I've heard is really good coffee. Um, so I'm curious, you know, entertainment <clears throat> journalism is very different from making donuts. How did you get into the business of entertainment journalism? Well, I always say it started at Dunkin' Donuts because <clears throat> I started working there when I was 13, and I was constantly auditioning, because you never know how you're going to get discovered, right? So I would sing little jingles behind the counter, and I tried to be Vanna White with donuts, where I memorized where all the donuts were. And if you came in and you'd order a dozen donuts, I'd be like, what would you like, Sophia? And you'd be like, a chocolate frosted? I'm like, mm-hmm. And you'd be like, a honey dip? I'm like, yep. Uh, Old-fashioned. And so I'd memorized them, and I knew where they all were. So I did all kinds of things like that. but. Uh, the real thing happened when I was, uh, I mean, you do, there are baby steps, there are tons of baby steps that lead to where you get to, but my biggest thing was uh, getting my first job in LA. My now husband, Kevin, uh, was directing and writing his first film in Boston, and I started working on it. And when we wrapped, someone that worked on the film alerted us to this on-camera job in LA for Channel One News, which is a high school-based news program that was delivered directly into classrooms. Did anybody here have Channel One? Yes, Channel One. Okay, so um, Kevin helped me put a reel together, took me shopping, he was my first stylist. We put together a little outfit and I auditioned and got the job, moved to LA. And Channel One was, you know, it was like hard news, but for, high school students, so nobody assumed you knew anything. So we really gave the history of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict or whatever it was, so it was super cool. I interviewed President Bush there, I covered the election, Gore Bush, I had the craziest footage, like, is it Gore, is it Bush, is it Bush, is it Gore? Um, and from there, I got an agent and ended up getting my job at Entertainment Tonight, and from there, the rest is history. Yeah. So I want to hear about your work and just focus, because focus is something that's so important to all mm -hmm. of us here, and it's this word that gets thrown around, but it's, we're getting bombarded on all sides by all these things we need to do in our personal life and professional life and friends and family and obligations and your calendar. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry, but I your just calendar. Got anxiety. Yeah, sorry. Not here to do that to you. Um, so tell me what focus meant for you or if it meant anything to you earlier in your career and if that's changed over the years. Um, so there were people along the way that told me I should just focus on one thing, but I did have a lot of interests. At the same time, <clears throat> growing up poor, uh, I wanted to have a lot of fail safe, pro play, um, fail safe. So I wanted to make sure that if I failed at one thing, I had like 10 other things going or that I was good at a lot of different things. So luckily I had the interest in a lot of things and I started preparing them so that there would be no issue. Um, but I recently found in the last you know, few years that my happiest times are when I can just focus on one thing. And I think it's because as women, as you just described, 
we have to be everything to everyone. We have to be perfect. We have to get our hair done, our nails done, our this, our that. Oh my God, we have to schedule everything for the family. Like if you're with somebody, you're planning the vacation and you're, we have to do everything. So work-wise, when you have one focus, that's awesome because we have a thousand other things that we have to do as well. We have to be the perfect daughter, the perfect employee, the perfect this, the perfect that. I we mean, you don't, but like we could, yeah. No, but that's our mentality. Like we yeah. are chasing Absolutely. these, you know, these ideals. And of course with social media, it's gotten so much harder. And so I always say to people like we, we've become human doings. We're not human beings anymore. And so for me, um, these last two years have been a, a return to being a human being. And focus is a really cool topic, actually, because I really am trying to keep like very narrow focus on things, and it's making me so much happier. Because otherwise, you have these endless to-do lists, and you're trying to remember everything, and that's why you can't go to sleep, because you have so many things. You're like, oh, shit, I forgot about that project, and this, and that. Uh. You only have five minutes for your five-minute journal. Yeah, exactly. Which I've really been enjoying. But um, So there's something that really led to that realization over the last two years. Can mm -hmm. you tell us about it? Yeah, so, uh, well, there was like two things that happened. So almost three years ago, um, it'll be three years in August, my mom was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And, you know, your life just gets flipped upside down. And so as I was caretaking for her um, and working full time, so I was like her Tom Brady because she, you know, English isn't her first language and I've always been in charge of everything with my family. Um, and because I have all the contacts and I'm just, you know, that's my role. I just was in caretaking mode and I didn't realize that I was having problems. So I was thinking that I was just super stressed, but I was having these nasty headaches and um, pain in my ear and weird things like slurring my speech to the point where I would joke on set at E! So I was hosting E! News at the time. Or when I was doing my radio show, I'd be like, oh, sorry, guys, my stupid brain tumor. <laughs> and then I had one. And I had no idea that it was really, there was something real behind all those things, the noises. You know, I always say, when our car makes noises, we take it to the mechanic. When our body makes noises, we're like, shut up. I got shit to do. I don't have time for you. <laughs> you know? And it's true. We put off things like that. And, you know, a lot of ailments really do get disguised under symptoms of stress. And so I found out I had a brain tumor as well. And I realized that that was just kind of the, the last brick from the sky. It was like, okay, you didn't really hear it with your mom. You got to hear it now with yourself. And I changed my entire life. I had surgery two years ago on my birthday. I looked at it as a rebirth and I changed my life and now I'm a human being and I have hobbies and I live and thank you. And I feel like it happened to me because I am a communicator and I feel like my mission is to help you find that, that, oh, I hate this word, balance hate that word. Integration. It doesn't work. It's not, it's not a real thing, but I like integration. I like how do we be a human being? Because being a human being will enrich your work. 
and it will make you better. Taking that break when your head is exploding, when you're so stressed, taking a five-minute break and just thinking about nothing. Doesn't even have to mean you have to meditate, just taking that break. Or making sure that once a week you're taking a dance class or a guitar class, that's what I'm doing. Um, whatever it is that lights you up and makes you excited because that's gonna make you better. And, and finding that before you run yourself into the ground and before you get a brain tumor. Because what happens is right now, you're all pretty young. And so you can beat the shit out of your body right now. Sorry, I'm kind of crass with my language. I apologize in okay. advance. I think I opened the day with an F-bomb. What? <laughs> Nothing. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you really, you know, when you're in your 20s, you can totally abuse your body and get away with it. In your 30s, you can still do it. But then it adds up. And the accumulation of the stress, the um, lack of self-nurturing, the lack of self-love, the lack of self-care will catch up. And that's why we are all sick in that next kind of era, in your late 30s, early 40s, in your 50s, as you go along, because your body can't be in fight or flight all the time and not get sick. And so I was in fight or flight my whole life until then. And so, you know, am I doing it all right? I don't know. I have no model for this new kind of way. I have a podcast every week that you came on and my mm -hmm. life is completely devoted to learning. So I'm bringing in mystics and yogis and gurus and, you know, self-care people so that I can continue the work so that I can integrate all of these lessons and things into my life because life goes by super fast. And when you're sick and you get a diagnosis or you're dying or you could die, none of the accomplishments matter, guys. None of them, I'm telling you. All I thought about was, oh my God, why did I run myself into the ground? Why did I tell my mom I didn't have time to talk because I was busy emailing somebody? Why did I, why did I, why did I? What was I thinking? What really matters is being present with your friends, with your family, with whatever you're doing. What matters is how much you give back. What matters is what you're gonna hear. Like what, one of the coolest things that happened to me was I didn't tell anybody because when I found out my, I had a brain tumor, it was kind of like a holy shit lightning striking moment and they, this doesn't happen. Like mother-daughter brain tumors is not a thing, guys. It's not hereditary, it's lightning striking, as doctors have told me. So we found out when my mom's brain tumor was supposedly growing, and my mom's a stage four brain cancer, so that was like the scariest moment of our lives. So I couldn't tell them, and therefore I couldn't tell anyone, so I had to hold this secret inside. And a week before surgery, I started to tell a few friends, and that was the cool moment, was because I did invest in my friends, like I made sure when they needed me I was there, I didn't get to socialize with them as much as I would have wanted, but I was always there protecting them. Like, as Wilmer, my friend Wilmer said, you're mama bear, you always take care of everybody. And so I got to see what I meant to people, and that's what I realized matters in life, is the people that you positively affect, the people that you touch, the things that you do that are not about accolades and awards and success. And success is in a closet of Chanel bags. Doesn't fucking matter if you're gonna go. What matters is living while you can. And every time you can walk out this door, every time you can dance, someone else can't. And you have to remember that, so.
Yeah. Thanks. I don't know how I just did that without crying because no. a couple of times I almost oh, did. Oh, she's FYI. such a crier. She really <laughs> cries. Do you love the idea of cooking but just don't have time? Do you dream about whipping up a delicious meal and realize you don't have the right ingredients? Check out Mealime, the easy solution to healthy home-cooked meals. Mealime is a new app that makes meal planning so easy you'll wave meal kits goodbye. This meal planning app is different than the rest. Here's how it works. First, choose your recipes on Mealime's app. Then they automatically build you a grocery list with the exact ingredients for those recipes. You can also order groceries straight from the app, plus no extra packaging. Mealime takes all the hassle out of planning and making delicious, healthy meals at home. Mealime is now offering Girlboss listeners 50% off their pro subscription. Just visit mealime.com slash girlboss. That's M-E-A-L-I-M-E dot com slash girlboss. Or find the link in our show notes. You're welcome. So you've been in Hollywood for a long time, mm-hmm. and you're, st- you're still in Hollywood, but you've found a way to make it yours. Um, and something people talk a lot about is the toxicity of Hollywood. Did you find Hollywood toxic when you were deep, deep in it every day? I think that you could say that about a lot of different environments. I mean, I feel like we've definitely seen the other side of Hollywood that's been hidden for so long in the last two years. Um, and so, yeah, there are definitely times where, I mean, there's a lot of dark times too. <laughs> but I don't, it's hard to say that because it almost comes off like ungrateful. I'm so grateful for everything that I've been able to do in this business. And I'm so grateful for the business. Um, but yeah, there are some not awesome people involved at times yeah. and people that want to, you know, hurt you and extinguish your light. Yeah. Um, but that happens across the board. And that's why. After Buzz TV was so important for me to build because, you know, I see the difficulty when you're trying to start out and build a career. And what I'm really proud of is that we are kind of anybody with a dream's first stop in Hollywood. They come to us, we grow their careers, we nurture them, we teach them. They can learn without being scolded and and you know harassed and any of that. And um, and we've built a network you know, where we have over 300 hosts and we've mentored and helped over 100 success stories in the business at this point. So tell us what AfterBuzz TV is because I didn't completely tee that up for you. So AfterBuzz TV is a digital broadcast network that my husband and I co-founded and it's got a two-part mission. One is to make great content. So we produce after shows for like every TV show. So if you're a Game of Thrones fan or a Bachelorette fan or even like a little Hallmark show fan, we do the after show. We produce the after show. We have about 150 hours of content that we produce a week and it's global. And uh, the second part mission is to nurture these young talents with dreams and to, to help them along in their journey. And so we've been doing it for almost nine years, I think at this point. Honey, are you around? Honey? Yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> That's my way of making sure he's listening to me. <laughs> so if, what kind of person who's starting out in their career, like what kind of curiosities or interests, like who is it that should come to you at Afrobuzz TV and say, hey, I'd really like to learn something. Like who is it that shows up to join what you're doing? So I always say anybody anybody can come be a host at Afterbuzz. And the truth is, is because if you're a fan of TV, then you have a place. But what I've loved about it is we've had like super introverts 
like super shy introverts come in and they like blossom. Like they just, you know, just completely transform. Or we had a girl, she was um, an MMA fighter. <clears throat> and she came in and she would host uh, an after show for MMA and Kevin and I took her to a Ronda Rousey fight. At that time, Ronda Rousey wasn't in the WWE. Do we have any WWE fans in here? Yes, loud and proud, baby. Yeah, Maria's um, also a wrestler. Yeah, part-time, undefeated, 4-0. Uh, like, not kidding. So, um, <laughs> so she, I remember being like, oh, I really don't like the idea of people punching you in the face. You're so pretty. I'm like, please, I'm so scared. Anyhow, we helped her, and now she's the first LGBTQ female wrestler in the WWE. She's crushing her faces all oh over every gosh. billboard. Wow. Her name is Sonia Deville. So she was an MMA fighter, and she came in. We have you know, writers, we have all kinds of people. I mean, I, I scout people at Starbucks and I'm like, you should be a host or you would be great on a show. And every barista's dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it really can be anybody we have. And the cool thing is, this is what I love about AfterBuzz. So I believe we are the most diverse company like in the world and it's not because we're trying. So we have every ethnicity, every color, every size, every age, Every gender, non-gender, we have everybody. And so I remember um, a few weeks ago, we had one of our um, new host seminars and this woman came in and she was like shaking. And Kevin was like, why are you shaking? And she's like, I thought you guys were gonna reject me because I'm old. And it broke our hearts because that's the business that we live in, right? There is an ageism component to it, unfortunately. But at AfterBuzz, there isn't, because the only prerequisite to hosting these shows, I mean, you have to get past the, the, the training seminar, and that's really just to see if you're gonna be committed and you know, things like that, but anybody can do it, because all you have to do is be a fan of TV. And so it's, it's a really cool place for people to be able to fulfill their dreams and to, and to experience a little bit of that world. And we're all hard on ourselves, regardless of our age. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is part of the reason we're so compelled to succeed. Um, and have you been hard on yourself? Have I been hard on I'm myself? I'm guessing you're, you've internalized, like, you're hard on yourself, or you have been hard on yourself. In terms of? Just self-criticism, or I'm too old, or I'm too this, or I'm too anything. I'm definitely, I think I'm definitely tough on myself, for sure. I, I'm... Honey, am I bad? You're not bad. But I guess for honey? those of us, honey. Am I tough on myself? I think you work too hard. Still, still. Actually, that's, so those are the things that I'm bad at. So in therapy, I've realized that I never felt like I was enough, which I think is a huge problem for a lot of people, right? Especially women, we never feel like we're enough or we're good enough. And so um, I think that's what drove my kind of workaholicism. And I used to be so proud of it. Oh, do not aspire to be a workaholic. <clears throat> what would your advice be to someone who is really, really grinding and wants to find that balance? What are some of the things they can do to kind of take a step back and mm -hmm. integrate other ways of being into their life rather than doing? Yeah, I think... Um, there are so many different things that I do um, at this point. Yeah, what so, is your day like? What, so, <laughs> as we were talking about um, this concept of work day, mm -hmm. 
And like, what is a work day? Like, you just work that day? I don't know. I don't really like. I don't want to call like... it a work day because I want to do other stuff too. That's not fair. I yeah. don't call weekends a life day, or a, I'm taking a personal day. Yeah. So what is a life day? Yeah, my weeks are my weekends for now. you. That so sounds great. I kind of feel like <laughs> I, I feel a little guilty sometimes. Like, am I screwing up? <laughs> because like I'll have nothing to do tomorrow, and I'm like okay, I can just choose to do whatever I want right now. Um, I think, a, so back to like the like actual tools of like how to integrate some balance. I mean, everybody knows meditation. Um, my favorite one is called the Soul Sync on YouTube. It's amazing. Um, and also Headspace is great because um, you can do it in 10 minute bits. And I know that it's really hard for all of us to commit to more than that. So I really like that. Um, I li- <laughs> this sounds so dopey. I-, I really enjoy walking in the grass with my bare feet mm. and just breathing. Earthing? Yeah. Is that what it's called? I like that. Ground? Grounding. I mean, like, there's, like, this Feels amazing, good. like, almost numbing feeling that happens at the bottom of your feet. So you don't even have to, like, meditate. You can just, like, go out and breathe. I love, like, smelling flowers on my walks. I am that person. If you see me walking, I'm stopping at every flower and smelling it. I get very disappointed when I get the roses that don't smell. Um, You also have a ton of fruit trees all over your house. And I went to her house and it was like the Garden of Eden. Like, here, (laughs) take some tangelos. (laughs) Wow, this woman just, that's amazing. Um, And I um, I think hobbies. So I never had hobbies and I never thought I had a time because I thought... Well, you know, workers don't do that. Like, what? You take time for yourself? No. And so now I've gone the opposite way. And I'm, I, I thought I was so intense about it. And I was like, really? It's like six hours a week. Do we not have a couple of hours a week to devote to ourselves to be better and to be happier emotionally, spiritually, and in all of those ways? Because it's not just physical. Like, we really kind of master the, okay, we need to work out and you know, keep physically fit so that we can have good endurance so that we can continue working at the levels that we want to work. But like, you have to do the other stuff too. And so I took up guitar. So I'll go into a guitar session having had like a very stressful family conversation. I go in and because I have to be so rock solid focused because it's so hard, I leave and I'm so uplifted and so happy. 30 minutes, is that a big deal? You can throw that into your work week for one, one day a week, can't you? Mm-hmm. Whatever that is for you. Is it dance class? Is it, you know, soul cycle? Like, whatever it is that's going to make you happy, going and, like, playing with puppies at the shelter, whatever's going to make you feel good, you need to figure out a way and, and things that aren't expensive, right? So you need to figure out how to kind of access your happiness. Like, I have a list of what makes me happy, So in these stressful moments, I know how to access them without cost, right? And so smelling flowers and all of these things that I'm talking about, I do. And they're easy things that you can can do to kind of shift you. And one of the bigger things is, is when you are revving high, when I'm revving high, because it still happens, that, you know, I'll get triggered by something or I'll be stressed about my mom or something like that, I stop. Whereas before, I used to fuel myself and get more angry and more, and then you're just exploding. So just five minutes, you just stop. And then you'll, 
be shocked at how quick your body resets. Or now if I'm really exhausted and I can't handle anything anymore, I'm not gonna reach for the coffee. I do a 16 minute um, hypnotherapy meditation thing. I lay down and after 16 minutes, I'm completely refreshed. Even better than having it taken a nap because a nap sometimes will like mm. make me mm -hmm. a little groggier. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that I do. I hope I'm not forgetting some amazing things, but those are my favorites. So you mentioned 30 days a week, which are 30 minutes a week. Yeah. Which 30 days a week. Feels like it. Um, <laughs> and that's something I think we like, can do all... Do you do anything during your week to like oh, replenish don't interview yourself? me. Um, what do I do? Don't you yeah. all want to know? Yeah, I cook dinner every single night at my house. You do? I don't have business dinners. You cook dinner every I cook night. dinner every single night. And you night. haven't invited me? Are you not a good cook? I don't entertain. <laughs> I cook dinner, I eat it mostly alone, and then my boyfriend comes home, and I'm like, I made dinner for you. And he's like, no, you made dinner for yourself, and thank you, there's food here. But, yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's grateful. So is that um, meditative for you? It is really meditative. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like chopping stuff. It's like baking, literally. I mean, it's not baking, but yeah. it's like it's like playing. It's playful. That's so cool. It's really fun. So like, I I'm love just, cooking too. I find I go it to, to work really and I stressful. go home. So talk about focus. It's like you have enough stress, just like go yeah. home. Um, but saying yes in your early career is also really important. I'm just in the no phase right now. But yeah. you mentioned 30 minutes a day, and I mean 30 minutes. No, it's like fuck, a, a week. week. You can do it a week. I'm sorry. Um, and I think that's something that we can all do. So I want anybody here who thinks that you can carve out another 30 minutes of your week. Can you guys, who can commit to that? Can you guys, can we all commit to that? 30, 30 minutes a week, bake yourself food. Cereal doesn't even take that long. Can we go up to an hour? I think we can do an hour. Do an hour. Go an hour. to Soul Cycle. Anyway, I just. Maria, thank you so much for hey. being here. Thank, thank you. you for sharing your wisdom. We hope Maria's honesty and vulnerability encourages you to be kind to yourself. If you enjoyed this conversation, check out Maria's first appearance on Girlboss Radio from 2018. You can find the link in our show notes. Share your love for Girlboss Radio and this episode on Instagram, Insta Stories, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. And as always, be sure to leave a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to sign up for our new daily email, The Girl Boss Daily. In the meantime, stay safe and healthy.